0: He'll lift you up when you're down and see you in a straight path. Why so downcast? Oh, my soul, put your hope in the Lord. Every morning, Lord. morning. Lord. All right. Why so downcast? Oh, my soul. Why so downcast? Oh, my soul, put your hope in God. Put your hope in God. Put your hope in God. Oh, bless the downcast cast all my soul. Put your hope in God. And let the Lord, oh my soul. And why, slow down, cast my soul. Put your hope in God. Put your hope in God. Put your hope in God. So, He shall God, and bless the Lord, the oh life, bless the Lord, bless the Lord. He's the lifter of my countenance, bless the Lord. He's the lifter of my head, bless the Lord. He's the lifter of my countenance. I will never be the same, oh, what's the of my soul? God, God, God. Oh, what's the of my soul, let's God, and bless the Lord of my I'm Cast over my soul. Let's your hope, big God. Let's your hope, big God. Let's your hope, big God. God. Oh, I'm cast downcast over my soul. Let's your hope, big God. And cast the oh Lord of oh my soul. Bless the Lord! He's the lifter of my countenance! Bless the Lord! He's the lifter of my head! Bless the Lord! He's the lifter of my countenance! I will never be ashamed! Black soul, young, can't stole my soul, but you know, oh, God! Mr. of Big God, Mr. of Big God, oh, I see now, that's gold, that's gold. Let's go, So, ladies, I will call the ladies.
1: Welcome, friend, wherever you are in this big world we're in the midst of studying job although the book of genesis comes first in our bible it is not the first to have been written there are grounds for believing that the book of job is the first book in the bible to have been written and it may well be the oldest book in the world Even though centuries have passed since the book was authored, we find in it an enduring message. The book of Job is every man's story because each of us is engaged in a life and death struggle with the forces of evil and the mysteries of God's providence. Each of us will sooner or later have a rendezvous with trial and severe testing. We identify with this drama because in it we find a mirror reflecting our own deep needs and struggles. We see in the trial of Job, the marvelous grace of God that brings blessing out of brokenness, celebration out of calamity, triumph out of tragedy, and faith for fleeting changes. As we study Job, we will not find glib answers to the mystery of suffering and evil in the world, but it will help us to move from the why to the who sustains and enables us when baffling afflictions and pressures come the words of the late sidlow baxter are helpful he wrote job was not meant to know the explanation of his trial and on this simple fact everything hangs if Job had known, there would have been no place for faith. And the man of God could have never come forth as gold purified in the fire. We are meant to understand that there are some things which God cannot reveal to us at the present, inasmuch as the very present will thwart his purpose for our good. The scriptures are as wise as their reservations, and they are as wise as they are in their revelations. Even though it is revealed to make faith intelligent, enough is reserved to give faith a scope for growth and development. Endorsed by impeachable biblical testimony, Job was a real person. We're not studying a mythical character, but one who battled the trials of life, one who experienced heartbreak and loss, one who felt the agony of pain, one who knew the depths of loneliness and despair, but one through the grace of God, endured the hurt of misunderstanding and rebuke and whose faith triumphed over it all. In the first five verses of chapter one, we find a profile of Job. In verse 1, his faith is depicted. This man was blameless and upright. He feared God and shunned evil. The Bible scholar, D.H. defines the word blameless as denoting the whole heart disposed toward God and what is good, and also well-disposed toward mankind. His righteousness and integrity were attested by God. There is no one on earth like him. He is blameless and upright, a man who fears God and shuns evil. Faith was the foundation of this man's life. It was because of faith in God that he endured these calamities. When trial or tragedy strikes, it is what we have been before that determines how we are going to react and come through it. Ella, Wilcox express this truth in memorable verses. One ship drives east and another drives west. The same winds that blow, tis the set of the sails and not the gales, which tells us the way to go. Like the winds of the sea are the waves of fate. As we voyage along through life tis the set of a soul that decides the goal and not the calm or the strife. In verses two and five we're told about Job's family. He had seven sons and three daughters. And they evidently enjoyed family gatherings. Job is a good example for those who try to transfer to the church or Christian school, their responsibility for the spiritual training and character of children. In verse three, we have an account of his fortune. Job was a wealthy man, holding what had been given in the, today's Dun & Street, a very wealthy individual. Fortune and position have become obsession with many in our materialistic society. There are too many parents who know the price of everything and the value of nothing. In the midst of this epidemic of influence, we must guard against having what money can buy, that we do not lose the beautiful things that money cannot buy. In verse three, we're told about his fame, but let us be reminded that fame is as fickle as a fleeting mistress. A turn of life can quickly burst the fragile bubbles of riches and fame. Job faced great problems. Following the brief profile of Job, we're suddenly ushered into the courts of heaven and privileged to witness a scene of the great drama which is to unfold. Following this great profile, we find that Job has a Fendish adversary among the angels that present themselves to God is a is satan he's quite different from milton's fallen angel lucifer here he is presented as a vagabond spirit and one whose name literally means adversary indeed satan is the deadly adversary of every man and jesus identified him as a murderer from the beginning. Peter, who knew firsthand the devil's wiles and power, warns, your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, looking for someone to, to devour. And so Satan is real and powerful and seeks to destroy every one of us. We need to take seriously the words of C.S. Lewis who said, there are two equal and opposite areas into which our race can fall about the devils. One is to disbelieve their existence and the other is to believe and to feel an excessive unhealthy interest in them. Don't ever trust the ceasefires that Satan offers in your life. He will continue to tempt and test you and try to destroy your faith and faithfulness in the church. Remember that our Lord responded to him with the word of God. It is written. And so you and I, In this struggle today, must use the word of God as our defensive armor. Remembering the word of the writer, Jehovah is our strength. In vain does Satan oppose, for God is stronger than his foes. As you look at verses 8 through 12, we find an account of Satan's fierce attack. Satan went out from the presence of the Lord, God's word says. He went out to attack Job and to destroy his faith. To be sure, he will aggressively try to destroy each of us and our churches. Even though the sun shines brightly and life flows along like a song, be prepared, a storm is brewing that will unleash its fury and try your faith as by fire. As we look at this classic example, when bad things happen to good people. The Lord said to Satan, have you considered my servant Job? There is no one on earth like him. He is blameless and upright, a man who fears God and shuns evil. But then Satan scoffs, take away Job's prosperity and his righteousness will turn to cursing. Satan was charging that Job's righteousness and faith was linked to his prosperity. It is common today to hear the prosperity theology, especially in the electronic church. The challenge Satan flung out against Job test our motivation today do we serve god for nothing do we serve him not for the benefits but for the blessings of his love not for his gifts but because of his grace not for the things of this earth but for the treasures of heaven We have the record of an avalanche of woes that thundered on Job in all its fury. All of his sheep and servants were killed by lightning. Another told of the capture of Job's prized camels and the killing of his servants. In wrecked secrets, there came worse catastrophes. While Job was probably saying to Miss Job, we have lost all of our possessions, but now word comes that all of his children have been killed. It was at that moment that it was announced that Job had lost everything. How could anyone survive such calamities And waiting on the sidelines was Satan, anticipating the moment when Job would curse God for undeserved violence in his life. But look at Job's profession. In verses 20 through 22, we find his affirmation of faith. Naked I came from my mother's womb, and naked will I depart. The Lord gave, and the Lord has taken away. May the name of the Lord be praised. In all of this, Job did not sin by charging God with wrongdoing. And so Satan who went out from the presence of the Lord, attacked Job and brought about this avalanche of woes that broke Job's heart and stripped him of of his loving family and possessions in successive strokes of calamity. The richest man in the East in those days was suddenly stripped of everything. He was ruined. How could anyone survive such calamities and waiting on the undeserved violence in his life? In this moment, Job fell to the ground, not in depression and despair, and defeat, but in worship. It's recognized in all of this, Job did not sin by charging God over Satan. And so my friend, when the great testings of trials come into your life with John Leaf. Quitter, let us affirm, I know not where his islands lift, their fronded palms in air. I only know I cannot drift beyond his love and care, his love and care. Yes, and thou, O Lord, by whom are seen, thy creatures as they be, forgive me if too close I lean my human heart on thee. In verses one through nine of chapter two, there is a wonderful statement of Job's faithfulness in the midst of this day of testing and trial. Satan's diabolic tragedy to destroy his faith Yes, included not only disaster and death, and that, the loss of his family, but disease. Miss Job, as we read, had taken all that she could stand, and so she taunts her husband, "Are you still holding on to your integrity? Curse God and die." Job has labeled his wife's advice as foolish. He did not condemn her, but sought to help her keep her spiritual perspective. Focus on these words. Are you still holding on to your integrity? Can we say that we are holding on to our integrity when the tempter comes with his subtle tragedies and wiles to defeat us? Will we hold on to our integrity when it doesn't seem that that's the right thing to do? Holding on is a good phrase because Satan will try to use everything possible. His phantom charges are numerous in the world trying to deceive and defeat us. More than once Job received God's commendation. As the poet put it, I found the secret of success, tis holding on. The way of ever blessedness, tis holding on. Our warfare may be hard and fierce. Of Satan's arrows would wound and pierce. But still we get more smiles than tears by holding on. By holding on. If full salvation you would gain. Keep holding on. Keep holding on. To conquer sins that bring pain keep holding on, keep holding on. God loves to give the better part, not unto those who only start, but those who seek with all their heart and then in faith, keep holding on. And so my friend, may this day in your struggle, may you hold on and stand firm The promises, the promises of God. And if you've never trusted Jesus as Savior, may this be the day of decision. Father, by your Holy Spirit, touch the hearts of people and bring the truth into their minds and hearts that will bring decision and changes in their lives. In Jesus' name. God bless you, my friend. Thank you for listening. And may God help you in your struggle to follow Jesus.